and gentlemen, welcome to episode 313 of the Chamberlain Sands Dogs Podcast. My name is Chamberlain, and it's good God if my guys at West Ham Mall are listening to this in the store, fucking stop. This is not work safe, okay? It's never work safe. <laughs> Apparently, some of my guys found us. Oh. And... Are they teasing you about what a weirdo no, I am? No, they're not teasing. I don't know if they actually if they listen to it or not, but like, we should put it on in the store. I'm like, oh God, no. Yeah. Don't put it on the store. If, if this is this on playing is in a store right now, the people Stop. around you are bad fucking employees. Yeah. And yeah, you need is... to report them to their supervisor. Yeah, no kidding. Which would be me, so knock it yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> You're in trouble. You. Stop it. You, right there. Right there. Um, Chance is here. Alex is not. We're hitting a stretch here where the three of us, you know, cosmically cannot be in the same place at the same time. There's just too much there that, like, it would cause some sort of rift in space and but, time. But when so. you come back, it just makes me love you all the more. My heart does, my heart does grow fonder in your absence. I, I've, I've got one more at the end of the month I'm going to miss because my wife got her master's degree. Holy fuck. And we are flying off to Boston. We're shipping off to Boston to have her just go to walk. She's going to go and actually walk the uh, graduation. Congratulations. So. Yeah. I get, uh, a, a master's in, in English education. Oh, wicked. So. That's really cool. So, yeah. No, Done we, entirely online, but the place is cool. They're like, we do real graduations. I mean, it's an actual place. It's Southern New Hampshire University. So it's just, it's a, a normal university that just does, does online classes too. So yeah, that's, that's at awesome. the end of the month. That's wonderful. I can't say that I was not that impressed with Nashville. Mostly because I don't like country music. Okay, so. but where are you living? I live in Knoxville. Knox, okay. Uh, yeah, those are the same town in my head. Yeah, uh, but no, Nashville I, I, is like a music town. <laughs> Nashville is a hundred percent a music town. It's a hundred percent a country town. Although I've heard it's we a really good stum- food town too. It it is. We didn't have that. We only had like a day and a half there, so we didn't really get into that. I mean, there there was a fried chicken place I wanted to get to that I didn't get a chance to because they they make like Nashville hot chicken, which is supposed to be like really good stuff. Um, but we stumbled across a a kind of traveling exhibit called Immersive Van Gogh. Okay. Where they take this giant space and set up all these projectors on it and just basically projecting animated Van Gogh on the walls in this huge warehouse to music. Weird. It's honestly really cool. Hmm. Look it up. It's honestly really cool. Well, it kind of weirds me out that you went to Nashville and, and did found one thing, and did the one thing in Nashville that wasn't from Nashville to do. Well, I also found. Did you know that in Nashville there is a life-size reconstruction of the Parthenon? No. Life-size. And in that, Life, yes, and in that, the there is the largest indoor sculpture in the Western world, a 41-foot Palace Athena. Okay, I would totally go to that. I did go to that. That's awesome. That it awesome. is, actually. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that was like, so like, neat. I, I, I didn't Fucking realize how tall it was until there's a sign shit. that says the, 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 like, Athena's holding Nike in her hand, and Nike is six foot four, and it looks tiny because it's like 30 feet up. So that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, Apart from that, though, I had no interest in the Grand Old Opry. I'm like, I'm just not a country guy. So Grand it's... Old, they still do Grand Old Opry. It's not like oh a God, yes, thing. the great. You could go take tours of the Grand Old Opry. It's still going on. Like, are they yes. still like doing it on the radio and shit? Yes. What the wow? The South doesn't change. Man. Apparently, I haven't. I'm just a transplant. To a, I haven't listened to a radio in at least five years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I mean, Spotify or. YouTube I actually have been paying for YouTube music lately. I wouldn't. I just couldn't. I if if, if I really like a song, I'll buy it off Apple. Hmm. And Apple resolved my my TV conundrum. 
Oh, okay. I cut, did I tell you I cut cable? Yeah, yeah, you did. You mentioned yes. that. So I cut cable, and the only place, the only two places that hurts is Abbott Elementary, which I really wanted to keep up with, and Saturday Night Live, which I, mm. is not what it was, is not at its best, but has been a constant companion to me since I was like 15. Mm-hmm. I love sketch comedy. And um, and I really missed it. But the Apple Store, you can buy full seasons of it. Oh. Yeah, so now okay. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty much caught up on the new season. How uh, how long does it take for them to show up after the actual... I don't know. It hasn't come up yet, but I hmm. think like it was at least... I bought it two days after the last episode, and the last episode was up. We'll see what happens on Sunday. I would expect nice. it to be there on Sunday. Okay. Um, we'll see. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, in my absence, I did play some video games. What kind of video games? Well, a bunch of little stuff. Okay. Uh, I played a racing game, which isn't really worth talking about, called Grid Legends, but it proves that if you put an anime storyline in anything, it makes it a little more enjoyable. Really? Because you've got, like, it's it's the whole, like, you're a member of a scrappy young team, and you're being bullied by the money team out there, and, and you know, the, your, your partner gets injured in a crash, it's their fault, and has to have her foot amputated, and you're, you have to come roaring back through the points, and you finally beat them at the end, and then you split off into a new team. It's just, it, it's... It actually had like live action cutscenes in a racing game, <laughs> and it was hilariously bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious. The racing was okay, but I kept playing because I wanted the next live action cutscene. Because <laughs> it was like, 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 it might as well have been Speed Racer. It was hilarious. I don't like whatever executive keeps on insisting that these are okay. It's never okay. I don't know. I don't. It, it must have been cheaper than actually like doing CG stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. It would be. But <laughs> I don't know. It was it was it was amazing how bad it was. But yeah, that this, kept this looks like a free it. on you know was it an Xbox Gold game or what? Uh no, it's just GameFly. Oh. Um, I I made an attempt at Kentucky Route Zero. Okay. And I don't know what it was trying to do. It was so disconnected, and it was basically a point-and-click thing, so it really, it's not a console game at all. Do you, like, move around an environment, or do you move, a like, A little bit. Mist? You move around an environment. At some some point, it's an overhead map where you're just kind of pushing left or right to drive your dot along the map. Then you end up in a, in a sequence where you're just choosing responses, and your responses aren't always... It's, like, nonsensical kind of Lynchian stuff. Aww. Yeah, it was just... I, I mean... I understand that it was made over the course of years. Mm-hmm. So I played through the first like episode of it, and it, it did not in any way grab me. Yeah, that sounds like all the reviews I read. Like, all the reviews were really positive about it, from what yeah. I saw. People were always hyped for the next episode of Kentucky Route Zero, but nothing I ever saw made me want to play that shit. Yeah, it's not, it's not a thing. Um, but what I did enjoy... I stumbled across on Game Pass a game called Young Souls, which I had mentioned last yeah, week. Yeah, Brawler. It's a brawler. Um, very, very similar to Castle Crashers. Okay. Um, except it'd be two-player co-op instead of four-player co-op. Is there online co-op? Just out of um, I believe there is. It's also couch co-op, which is kind of a rarity these days. So the way it works if you're playing solo is that you can tag back and forth between the two protagonists. They're uh, twins, a, bo- okay. a boy and a girl, and they're teenagers. And you can tag back and forth. If one of them dies, the other one hops in. You can kind of resurrect the other one. Um, which works because you can end up having infinite different sets lives. of equipment. Well, it's not infinite lives. You can only resurrect one once. Oh, okay. Uh, but you end up having different kits. Like I had the, the female character with like the faster knives for some attacks, and I had the male character with a big old broadsword in there. 
to handle some of the heavier enemies. So you, you have two different kits tagging out, but what it, what it does is that when you tag somebody in, there's a cooldown in the tag function. Okay. So you kind of have to plan it. Same thing if you use a potion. There's a cooldown on the potion for that character. So you can use your potion, then tag out. When the person's tagged out, they get some life back, but not all of it. So there's some management in there. Mm-hmm. It is... I, I, the longer I played, I kept like trying to figure out why these things did so much damage. I was getting like bosses would like one shot you. Okay. Right? And it was I mean, and there's a parry function in there, and there's a dodge function, so it gives you tools to get around it. But if you screwed up, done. I mean, you're dead. Then I realized that in the first area, I had missed the unlock for the guy who improves your armor. Oh. So <laughs> I had played through two thirds of the game. With like stock armor, <laughs> uh, can you just walk? Go back to the guy? Is it a oh no, I went back and I got it, and I had so many resources that I just powered up on my armor, and then it was like, now this is easy again. So does it really? play like a Metroidvania? Like, um, not really. I mean, there are there are four keys that you can pick up, and as you pick up keys, you can kind of go backwards and open up chests in previous areas. So it does encourage some of that, but it's a little more linear. The, the nice thing is is that you can you can warp back to the home base at any point. And then warp back, you know, again to where you were fighting. So there's no, there's no backtracking really. You can just warp to an area that you. If there's a chest there, you know you missed. You can just warp there. And so there's done. there's no like platforming. It's like Streets of Rage. It's Streets of Rage. Yeah. There's okay. no platforming. There's no, none of that. I mean, you, you unlock, you 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 unlock like like gadgets. Like there's a bomb and a bow and stuff like that that are used. You can level those up. But it's pretty straightforward. Just brawling, parrying. Uh, good time. Although it made a baffling decision in the last level to send you through several areas where you had to use cursed weapons because you're fighting ghosts. Well, cursed weapons drop your hit points to one. Oof. So you have two levels and a boss where you can't get hit mm-hmm. at all. I don't mind that. Uh, it, was, it was hard. Yeah. Especially the boss, because you'd have the boss flying around, and he's resurrecting ghosts, and the ghosts are coming at you, and you need to not, you, just, you can't get hit. That's mm. it. No hits, and you're already done. Well, that sounds like a bit much. <laughs> it was. It was a bit much. It took me a while to get through it. The nice thing is there's zero death penalty. You die, it, it boosts you out to the, to the central hub, and you can just turn around, walk back in, and start going there again. Mm. So it's it's a solid, short brawler. I think 20 bucks is about the right price for it. What's the name again? Young Souls. Young Souls. Okay. Yeah. It's, okay, the basic story is you've got two orphans who've been adopted by a professor. The professor has discovered this goblin civilization in his basement. Always, and trying to negotiate the enemies peace. are always the goblins. I'm sick of, yeah. oh, trying to negotiate peace. He's trying okay. to negotiate peace, but there's been kind of this, this um, fascist revolution with the goblins. They kidnap him and decide to take over the town up above. So the, the kids are going down there trying to rescue their adopted father and finding things. And there's it tries to be a little highbrow stuff like who do you fight for and is this killing all okay or blah blah blah. And none of that all that all lands pretty flat. I don't know. This it's, sounds kind of. I'm yeah. This sounds kind of. Well, let's Metacritic this. What are we looking at here? Um, I think it's in the eighties, low eighties. Last time I checked. Eighty-one, eighty-three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seventy-six so on it's, Switch. It's a solid brawler. It's a solid brawler. Damn it, that is appealing. It's a good art style, too. I mean, it, it knows what it is. No, zero voice acting, but I mean, that's how you kind of keep the budget down. Mm. But it's not hiring that. And I do just have nothing to play. So how much did you guys talk about Tiny Tina's yesterday, or last week? 
Um, a lot? Quite, quite Are you a both bit. playing it, or is it just Alex playing Just it? Alex. Just Alex. Okay. I, I might consider it if he were to buy it on uh, PS5, but of course he won't, so... Oh, well, it's got crossplay between all things. Oh, really? Yes. Damn it, now that I said it... <laughs> yeah, I'm still not going to get it. See, here's the problem. I know he's super high in it, but the way he plays a Borderlands game, or Diablo for that matter, is not how a human plays these games. I'm not picking uh, on him. It's just that he min-maxes the shit out of these things. He does. He does. But like, uh, and that's that, how that's, he enjoys them. Yeah, that's part of yeah, and and the act of pursuing it and and getting it and making it perfect is is a real. I, I can I can appreciate that because going yes. through Elden Ring and just deciding that I'm going to do this build with this character, and so in order to complete this build, I need to run these certain errands. And I need to run out through this particular kingdom, and I need to climb this tower and get this spell that's up there, or get this shield. I fucking love that. I love the pers- <laughs> I love the pursuit of that. But for the person who just kind of plays through a game and doesn't do that, doesn't participate in the end game grind or a new game plus, Tiny Dina's Wonderland is mm-hmm. it's just Borderlands again. Oh, so you're like, you're playing verbatim. it? I am playing it. Oh, I've okay. got about eight hours into it. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what I expected. Except it's, it's all just fan- Borderlands. Except it's fantasy. Yeah, but you're still using guns. I mean, the fantasy is still like so like coat of thin paint down there. That yeah. the melee combat is not existent. I'm still running around with a with a a pistol and a assault rifle or a submachine gun right now. No, but he said that there's this whole new shit where like instead of picking a character, you pick two classes and then you get both of those classes skill trees. Yeah, I have. I don't. I guess I haven't unlocked the dual class yet. I'm still. Oh. I'm running around with a uh, with a little like a, a toadstool. The companion, who's okay. the, the top of his head opens up, but it's all teeth, yeah, and he—I can't remember the name of the class, but it basically—it's—it's. It's, I keep cranking decks up to increase the chance of my critical hits, and my critical hits just do ridiculous damage. Hmm. So my little Tolstoy guy will go up and, and draw aggro, and I'll just like shoot you in the head from behind, and it works pretty well. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying for the more casual player, it it's is literally Borderlands, Borderlands again. again. And, well, and and yes, everybody loves loves Ashley Birch. I'm done with Tiny Tina. I'm tired of the shtick. I'm tired of it. And and it's not like a Far Cry where the gameplay itself is there's something really cool about the feel of it. In Borderlands, it's just shoot you, dodge, numbers, big numbers. Yeah, literally. That's yeah. what it is. So, oh, I got like eight, eight and a half hours in. I guess it's a full-size game. It sounds like it so far. If you haven't unlocked the... Yeah, I haven't unlocked that. Um, what's uh? I can't remember her name. It's it's not Ashley Birch. It's the other woman. Wanda Sykes. Yes, she's awesome. Apparently, Andy she's kind of like understated about things. Apparently, Andy Samberg does a good job too. Yes, so they're fine, but it feels like like Tiny Tina's always yelling, which is the character. Yeah, but, but she always she always was that way. Yeah, I know. It was always the I character. Know. But. I was almost expecting a bigger visual upgrade too, and it's not there. It's just running 4K. Hmm. But I don't know if the art style really supports 4Kness. No, I think it would. Like you, like it's all bright, beautiful, semi cell shaded esque. So you want it to be as sharp as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, again. It's not. It's not bad, but it's not like it's not something I'm going to think about when I'm done with it. It's like okay, and we'll move on. I really like Ashley Birch with the salt and pepper hair. Whenever you see a picture of her nowadays, she's got the salt and pepper hair, and it's like, are you kidding? wait, wait? No, she does. She like she did she think, dye her hair because there's no, no way she's actually getting old. No, no, there's I think no I think it was stress. I think she's been through some real shit. Like I don't want to get into it, but I think she's I, been, I, I don't. 
I don't follow her like enough to know Alex anything more could, than Alex she, could tell you some when she shows up with stuff. Some stuff that she's been through, and it's nothing that she's done. It's just she's had some oh. shit happen in her life that was really rough, and I think just the stress of it has made her. I don't want to say go gray young, but it's it's shocking to see her. I kind of dig the the picture yeah. cut she's got going now. Yeah, yeah, but like she's still fucking Ashley Birch, right? Like I yeah, and uh, which brings me around to Severance. 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 Do you remember, uh, you ever watch uh, Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah. Not a lot. Not as much as you guys did, but I have seen it. I want to see the guy, the guy who ends up marrying Wesley. No, the actor's name is Michael Scott, I think. Michael Scott. Michael Scott in the show. Oh, no, that's a, that's a character from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on. Uh, Park, oh, wait, I'll just look up Severance. That'll tell me the actor's name. Severance cast. Click. Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Okay. Adam Scott in um, in Parks and Rec was a was a was like a kind of a John Mulaney esque adult who looks like a child kind of person. Okay. Um, and to see him in Severance as a middle aged man, and to see that face like going through the the process of aging, which you know was not permitted to happen to like Tom Cruise's face. It's, okay. Yeah, it's 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 neat. It's it's kind of shocking to see him as a to see him as a like real adult. And uh, Alex warned us off Severance off the first episode. He said, "Yeah, even Adam Scott can't save this." And so I and I, I ignored it. And then he starts emailing us this week that wow, no, actually Severance is really good. So I started watching Severance. Yeah, I, f- I do find Severance quite interesting. The cast is fucking awesome. Um, Adam Adam Scott, Patricia Arquette. I'm not familiar with Britt Lauer, but she's doing a great job. Uh, John, John Turturro. John <laughs> Turturro. Christopher Walken. Um, it's it's really, really quite nice. Um, it's kind of a really dark, dry comedy thriller, but the comedy is like bleak and dry as shit. Um, okay, okay. I, I, I feel like the whole thing so far, the company is like, seems to be an analog for America and what's going on with its politics, but that's mm. kind of deep. Like, the company itself is 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 pitting agencies against each other or pretending that they don't exist at all. It's it's really weird. It's it's yeah, And I love the weirdness of it and the uh, the consistency of... The, the consistent high quality of the acting and the writing, I think, um, makes it, God, makes it quite enjoyable. Apple TV, of course. It's not, yeah. not on, like, Netflix or Disney. Or... Okay, but let me ask you this. Do you have a PlayStation 5? I do have a PlayStation 5. So you could get a free six-month account to Apple TV Plus and enjoy all of Ted Lasso right now. Ted Lasso. <sighs> Share with your family Ted Lasso. But I would also remember to cancel it. Yeah, and I did, and mine is running out on the 24th. But I'll still be able to access my Saturday Night Live, and that's the important hmm. thing. Uh, is that la- with PS Plus? Or is it just PS... Because no, I still have PS Plus for like no good reason. No, it's just you've got a PS5. That's all it is. If you sign up for it via your PS5, you'll get the six months, then you can go into a different room on your PS4 and log into your Apple account and watch uh, Apple TV in there. And you still got it for okay. six months. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Um, I did I, not know that. I'll totally resub when the new season of Ted Lasso happens. Um, I also watched Death on the Nile on Disney+. Plus. Speaking of insane casts... <laughs> Isn't that the second one in that series? Yeah. There was, or, yeah, yeah. Murder on the Orient Express, and then Death in the Nile. Yeah. And um, and I liked Murder on the Orient Express. And if you like, just like 
the idea of going to the movies and being dazzled by sets and all these glittering, beautiful actors, and they're just chewing through scenery is really, um, as really kind of, I don't want to say two-dimensional characters, but boldly presented characters. Well, that mustache, I mean, come on. (laughs) Uh, So you got, yeah, the mustache is It arrives before he does. (laughs) This this show actually gives you the backstory of the mustache, and it's a wonderful and tragic story. And and, and given given that it happens in the first five minutes of the film, I'm prepared to spoil it. Hercule Poirot is a young man on in the trenches of World War One. It felt like could have been World War Two. I don't know, uh, but things are going badly, and his mm. entire platoon has been ordered to attack this enemy position, and they're all like, "Well, we can't do that. We'll all die." And the boss is like, "Not many people Don't get care. the opportunity to die for their country, so this mm. is how we got to do it." But young Poirot says, "Captain, I have an idea. Um, if we use our gas grenades in two minutes." It will cover our advance. It goes, that's crazy. The gas will blow in our faces and we'll all die. No, look at the sparrows. They have all turned east. That means the wind is going to pick up from the east in about five minutes. We can do this, but we have to do it right and we have to do it now. And he saves his entire platoon and they take the point. But his boss dies and there's a big explosion. And he gets like shrapnel all up in his face. And he tells his fiance that he doesn't want to see her. He, he can't. You know, obviously she would never want to be with a monster who looks like this. Yeah. And, and yeah. she shows up and holds his hand and tells him that, you know, he's a good man and everything. And he turns like, but what are we going to do about this? And he shows her all the shit on his face. And she kindly reaches down. And she goes, you, my dear, will grow a mustache. <laughs> and years later, you see this incredible two-tiered mustache on the lip <laughs> of Kenneth Branagh. And we're off to the races with Kenneth Branagh, Army Hammer, and probably his last major studio role in a long time. Was I, this... Was this filmed bef- after all the weirdness? This with him? was no. This was filmed. I'm sure he was doing the weirdness before. And by weirdness, listener, we need to we need to. Let, no, nothing clear. has been ever proven with anything. No, it's... but uh, sounds like horrific violence and certainly implications of cannibalism. Yeah, like the violence did happen, and in to the point, like I don't even remember what the fucking story was. I remember it was just like, okay, I'm good not seeing Army Hammer and anything else again. But he's there. He he remains talented. Uh, the what distracted me most in his being there is that he was like baked tan the whole time. Mm, okay. Like, like a sunburned tan. Like I don't know if that was on purpose or whatever, but it was distracting. But you've also got Gal Gadot, Annette Benning, Tom Bateman, who I don't really know, Letitia Wright, Russell Brand, uh, Ali Ali Fazal, Emma McKay, Rose Leslie, Jennifer Saunders, hang on, there's more. Uh Ridley Scott. I don't know that guy. Ridley know. Scott, the director? Apparently. Um, huh. Yeah, just like an incredible, dazzling cast. And it's it also, it doesn't feel, it's not as sharp as uh, Knives Out. It's not, period. It kind of feels like a disnified, fun for the whole family murder mystery. Um, there's something very produced about it, but it was still fun. I give it, you know, three stars. Um, Three stars. What was the other one? There was one other movie. Oh, yeah, I never talked about Nightmare Alley. I fucking love Nightmare Nightmare Alley is the last thing from Guillermo del Toro. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. Again, an incredible cast. Let me get that up. Um, Last year. Did you see um, uh, Crimson Peak? No. 
Okay. But I know that one. That's that. That's another very gothic horror. It is. And when I say listener, that I feel like Nightmare Alley is Guillermo del Toro's spiritual sequel to Crimson Peak. I mean that in a way that he took everything that he fucked up in that movie mm. and got it right in this movie. Crimson Peak begins as an interesting kind of character-based drama with, I want to say Amanda Seyfried was the was the lead and Tom Hiddleston is the guy who comes in to sweep her off her feet. And that whole first third was interesting. But then once they once they get married and they move away to his gothic castle in like, you know, Romania or some shit, literal ghosts come out of the woodwork. <laughs> with really shitty special effects. Yeah. And at that point, it's hard to keep caring even though the movie remains beautiful. This he he tells a human story again. But he but there are no supernatural aspects at all. The darkness in this movie is the darkness of ambition in a poor man's heart. Uh, it's very much a noir. So you've got Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Rooney Mara, Tony Collette, Paul Anderson, Willem Dafoe, Ron Perlman, Richard Jenkins, Mary Steenburgen, uh, anywhere else? Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, uh, where, where's the big guy? Uh, do you remember the guy who was like, his name is Robert Paulson from, oh yeah, the Holt, Holt McCallany. Okay. I was like, wait, wait, Ron Perlman's not the big guy? What are you talking about? <laughs> the, other, the other big guy. No, I, I really like Holt McCallany. He's, he always, he plays the perfect cop to me. Um, so the cast, much like uh, much like Death on the Nile, is, is immediately dazzling. It's absolutely fantastic. Unlike Death on the Nile, it never looks cheap. Like when you see them standing against a green screen in Death on the Nile, you can fucking tell that oh, no, it's one, a green screen. Yeah. no one is standing on the pyramid, the Giza here. Uh, in Nightmare Alley, everything just looks sumptuous. Like, it looks, there's as much attention to detail in Nightmare Alley in a shot as there was in um, The French Dispatch. It is mm. visually absolutely wonderful. It, it, it goes after its noir style and absolutely nails it, I think, without catering to a bunch of visual cliches. Uh, when Kate Blanchett shows up halfway through as, like, this super vampy therapist who is insulted by Bradley Cooper and decides she's going to destroy him. It's fuck. Um, it's, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Go into it expecting, uh, expecting a tragedy. Um, a tragedy about the human condition. But uh, lurid and delicious and, and sumptuous in all the ways that Guillermo del Toro is at his best. Um, is it better? Or do I li- I'm trying to think if I like it better than Shape of Water. I don't think I like it better than Shape of Water. But I love it. I love Pan's Labyrinth. I love Shape of Water. I love Nightmare Alley from Guillermo del Toro. Pan's Labyrinth is one I have a hard time ever going back to. Yeah, you don't need I mean, to. Was... And you don't want to suffer through all that trauma again. Yeah. Like, the ending is incredibly rewarding. And all the visuals are incredibly rewarding. It's really emotionally rewarding. But it's still a tragedy that you suffer through. Yeah. And, and I don't want to be re-traumatized, you know, as this little girl dies. Like, fuck, no. <laughs> And the shit with the bottle around it, fuck. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one of the more graphic like things yeah, I swear I've seen in any. It's just, whoa. yeah. Whoa. But but Nightmare Alley also available right now on Disney Plus. Um, absolutely, at least four stars. I really really liked it. Nice. And I've also been playing a video game. Have you been playing any of Elden Ring, or have you? Are we past that now? Well, okay. I didn't. I didn't look at the hours. But the main mm. character I started with, the first character I played, was up to level two hundred and twenty. Mm. Um, then I made That's a, a lot ca- of levels. Then I made a caster, 
I got the caster about, I'd say, a third of the way through the game. Got it at level 96, and I was like, this is boring. So then I, then I made a second character with great swords. That character I got pretty much to the end of the game. They are level 166, and I was like, you know what? I want to try like a holy knight kind of thing. And there's a thing you can find kind of late in the game called the coded sword. And what this is is like a stone sword handle. And coming up from the handle is not a blade per se. It's golden runes written in light that extend beyond the handle for about the length of a short of a straight sword. Uh, it is one of the highest scaling weapons with faith in the game. And I decided I'm, I'm going to try that and uh, and see how far I can go with it. But I, uh, I, the the thing is, is playing, I was playing it like a hybrid. And you can if you want to. But I was finding that way harder than it needed to be. Like I okay. was, I put most of my healing, my flasks into mana because I have all these healing spells. Well, the healing spells are never really something you actually want to do during a boss fight. Because to cast it, you just stand still for a second. And that's a big problem. Um, the uh, the damage was okay, but what I loved about it was I was I was um, I'm specking pure faith, which means I get access to these uh, spells that cause madness. Basically, okay. there's this whole quest line surrounding uh, an entity called um, the Frenzied Flame, and the Frenzied Flame is the god of chaos. It just wants the world to burn, and once everything is burned down to nothing, everything will be one again. And there will be no more of the rules of the Golden Order, and thus there will be no more suffering. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, the solution is no more birth, no more death, everything burns. So, uh, you don't really want to get that ending. <laughs> sounds kind of, sounds a little depressing, yeah, like not quite what you want. But by following <laughs> the quest, you find out about all these crazy characters, uh, like this, this ancient... This guy hundreds of years ago named Shabriri, who was the first one touched by the frenzied flame and spread madness like a disease. And you find these villages where everyone there has gone mad. And if they attack you, you build up madness and eventually like a huge chunk of your health will bust off. You get access to these spells where like you grip your eyes and you go, ah, and, and red flame bursts out of your eyes for a moment and you hold it in pain. And then you release and a shot of madness shoots from your eyes a hundred yards out to instantly, bam, one shot a thing. Jeez. Okay. It's, or you like, you go, ah, and then uh, dozens of flames erupt from your eyes and impact the ground around you to inflict madness on enemies. Really good on a large enemy or in PVP. But because so much of the build was spread out, I had a bunch of kind of minor strengths, but no real, real strong strengths, you know? How to hmm. put it? Yeah. Like with, with a caster, you're putting, you're dumping everything into intelligence. You can just nuke shit. Um, yeah. But with this character, I really had to go in there and kind of dance with the shield. I didn't have Bloodhound Step. Um, it, was, it was harder, and so that made it more interesting but it also made it less fun. Where I don't know mm. if that's what made it less fun. I was definitely having less fun. So hang on, let me bring up my notes again. <laughs> All so these characters. so that yeah. character that character was abandoned at level forty-seven. I have made a third character who just runs around with two great swords. She is, is now this like a new game plus one. Like you no. finally got two of the right ones. Or no, oh no, this what what okay, what I did. I created a new character. I ran them out to uh, to Caleb to get one of the great swords. 
I ran, then I went to a teleporter, I want to say the third Church of America, which will teleport you to Western Caled, from which you can run down to a bridge where a, uh, a wandering mini-boss called the Knight's Cavalry will spawn, but only at night on this bridge. Hmm. Now, he can't really be killed by a level zero character, but you can lead him around the side of the bridge, and if you stand in the right place, he will take a flying leap at you and go sailing off the bridge. At which point you'll get 40,000 souls, which is enough for about 22 levels. Jeez. And the Bloodhound Step, which is a dodge that basically makes you invincible for about a second and a half and repositions you 15 yards away if you want. Um, then, How much stamina does that thing take to use? I can't imagine that's cheap. Bloodhound Step? The, yeah. It is one of the cheapest. It like it, your, your weapon, It's a weapon art, so you apply it to oh. a weapon. Um, your weapon arts can be quite expensive to use, and it uses the same uh, pool as your spells do. Okay. So you're using up that shit a lot. Bloodhound Step is one of the cheapest abilities in the game. I think it's like three, it's like three mana points or something. It's really, really low. Jeez. So on my on both my on my first melee character and my second melee character, I didn't put any points into the mana pool until I had exhausted the amount of points I needed to put into literally everything else. Because I didn't need it. Hmm. Um, and once you get to the and the problem is a lot of summons are gated off. You need a certain amount of mana to summon them. So I could only use the starting jellyfish, but eventually you get the mimic tier, which doesn't use mana. It uses your hit points. And as a character with a ton of hit points, that's fine. That's fine. Take him yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so then in order to get the second greatsword, what I did was I turned on my PlayStation 4, which is attached mm-hmm. to the same, which is, which is also attached to my P, the TV with my PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, I just um, created a bullshit Hotmail account that I've already forgotten the name of. Mm-hmm. Um created a new PSN account, which is like a sub-account of my current PlayStation Plus, so I can do multiplayer yeah. on this different account. Logged in, ran this character out to Caleb, got the great sword. Now, listener, if you want to trade items, listener, this is the important shit to listen to, if you want to trade items in Elden Ring. Then, from the Warmaster Shack, where you can buy a bunch of ashes in the Limgrave region, you run north to a Colosseum. As you approach the Colosseum, you'll be invaded by an NPC. Don't worry about it if it kills you. What you want to do is get to the door of the Colosseum. You're going to pick up a Duelist Furled Finger and uh, the Duelist thing that allows you to just send a general thing. Now, this is important because if I were to ask for co-op and summon myself or summon a friend in, we could be invaded by another player whose job it is to kill the summoner. Okay. I fucking hate these guys. They're all dicks. Yeah. Um, I, but um, if you duel, you cannot be invaded, and you can still drop items and pick them up. So, listener, if you want to do this, find the item in your inventory you want to drop. You can drop weapons and armor, basically. Uh, and then you select it, and you'll have the option to leave it. And then you just leave it on the ground. It'll go, are you sure? Yeah, just leave it on the ground. The other character can then pick it up. The only... Um, caveat to this is if you're the character uh who's picking it up doesn't have any weapon upgrades going on and you drop a plus one s-stock on the ground the, the other character can't see it you can only see an item that you have that you already have an upgrade like if i had a level 25 in my inventory i could pick up a level 25 if i have a level five i can't see a level six hmm mm-hmm um, so it's actually fairly generous, especially compared to any previous Souls game. So I did that, ran it out, uh, co-opted with, or uh, dueled myself, dropped the sword, um, and then that's it. Now I've got, now I've got this character. two of them. Yeah. Now I've got this character with the greatswords. And they're both so heavy that I had to run around nude for a couple levels 
just because <laughs> like each is, each is twenty four weight. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get hit. Mm. Just don't get hit. It'll be mm. fine. <laughs> and uh, and then I'm off to the races again. And what's different about this playthrough is I'm doing multiplayer constantly. There's a little uh, there's a little castle at the southern edge of the Weeping Peninsula, south of Limgrave. And it's a fairly small dungeon. Like, you can walk through it in 15 minutes if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when I got there, I hit, I activated the summon thing in the area, which means that people can summon me to this thing if I volunteer for co-op. And then as I walked forward, I would just go, okay, if anyone wants me, I'm here. And I uh, activated whatever you need to activate to do that. And then I would walk about 15 paces and get whisked away to like these catacombs on the far side of the island where someone needs help. And I would run these people through this catacomb that I'd already beaten and already activated the sign there. And then I would I would uh, be returned to my body in the castle there. All the dead guys are still dead where they were. And all my uh, all my potions have been refilled. Handy. And Do then you keep I... any souls you earn when you're out helping somebody? Yes. And you get souls from bosses and shit like that. So it is okay. it is actually a very efficient way to earn way more levels. But the point is, it took me like two and a half hours to get through this fucking castle. Because I, I couldn't make it 15 feet without someone in Weeping Isles needed, needing help. And I was enjoying, like I was playing a little bit of it on my 220 character. But I wasn't enjoying helping people who obviously knew what the fuck they were doing. Like I will be invited and go help another level 200 player. And they don't need help clearing this castle. I know because I don't need help clearing this castle. Because <laughs> you did it, yeah. yeah. Um, so when I'm being when I'm being invited now, it's by other players who are adequately leveled to make this challenge. That it's so still, you, that it's still you, you get pulled into a similar level. It's yeah, not... of similar level, okay. but but they don't have my swords and they need help, and I'm here to help. And like I had a really low HP pool, I had no armor, I could get one shot fairly easily. But I helped a ton of people, and when you help these people beat bosses, they freak out. You can tell that like they were having trouble. That's why they use the summon. It's not something very common at low levels. But now I've got like fifty of the things because you get one every time you successfully help someone. Huh. Yeah. So I'm loving it. I'm still loving it. So six months or a year to an expansion? They have to have some DLC for this eventually. Uh, it's been too successful for them not to. Yeah, but there is a rumor That's... floating around. We want. I, I wonder. Have you well, the rumor floating around is Sony's going to buy from software. Uh, the rumor is Sony already did, but because it was leaked, they decided not to announce it. They Sony bought Bluepoint already. Yep. But if they buy from software, okay. So with the the whole thing with Microsoft and buying Activision, Microsoft at least for now is being fairly magnanimous, saying you could still have your X game, yeah. Call of Duty, on there, right? Is Sony going to do the same thing, or is Sony going to go like, you know what, no. no I think Dark Souls 4 is here only. <laughs> I think I think Sony, no one wants Dark Souls 4, they want Elden Ring 2. <laughs> True, um, yeah. Well, no, people want Bloodborne 2. Yes. And Bloodborne 2 would be a much more natural fit as an exclusive, since 100%. Bloodborne was an exclusive. And given that they're uh, a two, uh, they're, they're a two-game studio, that could yeah. totally be doable. And what you could do is you could put Bloodpoint or Bluepoint and one of the From uh, uh, Studios on Bloodborne 2. And then you could say, okay, go and go ahead and make Elden Ring. And I think they would be pra- pragmatic about it because probably at least 80% of the sales of Elden Ring seem to have been on PC. The amount of sales that have occurred through Steam is boggling. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's just it crazy. Just, it just keeps on selling. Um, and I don't think Sony would look at those numbers and say, we don't need that money. <laughs> no, Sony always needs the money. I exactly. Know. I can't exactly. imagine them being that stupid about it. No. So uh, so you can have your cake and eat it, too, with the two-game studio like this. Um, if they actually did buy from software. If they did, because that feels like a rumor that f- that, as a Sony guy, feels too good to be true. Because it's definitely so, what I want to happen. Who owns From Software now? They're independent, right? No, uh, they're part of Namco Bandai. Oh. I think Kadokawa. And I can't see Sony buying all of Namco Bandai. They're not. No, but you Sony wouldn't... doesn't have that kind of cash. No, but you wouldn't have to buy the whole thing. You just say I want to buy this part of it. Yeah, but yeah. then why would what? What's the benefit of Namco selling them? I'll, I'll give you more than it's worth. Mm, okay, at that point. Yeah. Um, and given how, and well, but here's the thing, given how Microsoft has been about acquisitions lately, I can see Sony really wanting to make sure that they get some larger, larger names in their stable or larger publishers in their stable. I mean, they, they bought Bungie. Yay. Yeah. Bungie's um, nobody, nothing. nobody cares about that. The blue point's good, but nobody for cares. They, they, yeah. yeah, they, they announced a couple other studios. Like they bought the fucking jade raymond studio that hasn't made a game yet oh yeah that they, they probably bought it for her i don't know what no, she done i like no i like to think they've seen what i said was yeah like again jade raymond has never actually she's never been an auteur to me she's never been like oh no. it's a jade raymond game therefore it's good now that said if you look up her games she has worked on a lot of good shit she has yes but i still don't associate any of that with her specifically i just feel like she was there and made a good uh, public face for the game um so, I, but I think a Sony exec walked into Jade Studio and saw what they were working on and said, "Holy shit, how much? How much to buy your studio?" And they said, "I don't know, ten million or whatever the fuck it was." X dollars, yeah, yeah. And then Sony considered, "How much would it be to buy the studio once this game hits shelves?" Uh. And, found that to, and found that to be a much bigger number, and figured yeah. it would be smarter to invest now. Um, but I, yeah, that wasn't a very hype worthy acquisition to me. Um, None of the recent acquisitions from PlayStation have been particularly hype-worthy to me, but if they were to buy from, I would be quite pleased with that. I'd be quite pleased with that. They have to do... I mean, they, honestly, they don't have to do anything. They have enough first-party stuff coming out this year to... Yeah. I mean, just for the... Okay, Horizon got swallowed up unfairly. Again. Yeah. You should go back and play more Horizon. That's look, what you should I do. I know, and I want to go look at all the pretties. I really do, but the fun of just running around and tending to my business in Elden Ring is still so much fun to me. And I was telling Alex last week, I'm pretty sure at this point, I put more hours into Elden Ring than I ever did Bloodborne. And I replay Bloodborne a lot. Hmm. Like, Elden Ring has somehow managed to exceed it, and I don't understand because there's no top hats or vampires. <laughs> Fucking and werewolves and werewolves, that gothic London. I need some DLC to get God, that. Open on. world Bloodborne, <laughs> open world Bloodborne. I want it so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, yeah. <laughs> that would be exactly my jam, is what that would be. Oh, Elden Ring's so close to your jam as it is. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of a lot of my jam has been has come out in like the last you know eight weeks. It's just True. that, like, Dying Light, well, that's my jam. Then Rise, well, that's my jam. Sifu, oh, that's my jam. <laughs> and then Elden Ring comes out, it's like, sorry, guys. And I'm like, what? Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Well, we were having such good times. I'm not saying those times weren't good. 
we might have it again. I'm just saying someday. Elden Ring really gets me. Like, really gets me. And, oh, so satisfying. Yeah, well, I don't feel quite that way about, about Wonderland, but I'll still play it. I'm going to finish it. It's still fun to watch the numbers go up. I wish you could find, like, yeah, we were, Alex and I were talking about it last week, about how, uh, it, like, it might feel that when we're down on you about not enjoying a From game. No, I know. Like, we're down it's... on you, and we're not down on you, we're just frustrated that you can't experience the joy that we find in it. And it's so joyful as a gamer. It's wonderful. Well, I got, you know how many little Game Pass games I have to, to tide me over? Infinite number. I've been, I, it's kind of fun, I've been, like, be able to switch back and forth, like, big game, and then... Fun little indie, and then big game, and then fun little one in indie or two. It's been kind of nice going back and forth that way. Did you ever play Sable? Uh, I did, but I couldn't get into it because the, the 24 frames per second just bugged me. It just mm. felt weird. It felt really weird. I know it's intentional. I know they're doing that on purpose, but it's just like... I think they made a patch. Um, if they did, I might go back to it. See. So I love the idea of the game, but just the way it, it, just the way it felt was just, just off. How do you... Uh... An update for Sable has been released. Just let me have the option. Give me, give me, give me, let me choose. Patch available. Uh, for for PC, for PC, you can. Oh. Um, yeah, you can unlock Change 60 it? FPS okay. and unlimited frame rate. Um, but those are like you know mods. Okay. So does that mean it's uh, time for headlines? I, I think so. Shorter than usual headlines, because there's not that much this week. Well, I'm assuming you guys talked about the whole Sony not Game Pass thing that they're doing. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and, like, really what it is is it's fuck all. It's literally yeah, nothing. It's nothing. It's what, it's, they, nothing. it's what they offer right now, but they're calling it something else. And yep. they've, they've added a mid-tier, mm-hmm. basically. Um, I don't need it. But, I'm actually relieved that I don't need it. Yeah, and so there's a thing right now where if you if you have like gold PlayStation Now access or whatever it is, like the sixty dollar a year access. Yeah. If you have that, you you will automatically be turned into the hundred and twenty dollars a year PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. Oh shit! Ultra I gotta version. turn that off. I don't want that. Well, you can have that Ultra version. Yeah. For you know, however many years oh, until it, until it goes you away. may have oh. currently subbed to PlayStation Now, so people oh. are buying up sixty dollars PlayStation Now subs and getting their they that will be turned into one hundred twenty dollars a year now plus you know whatever the that elite would be tier worth is. It. No, yeah. it, no. Well, okay, yes, well, it would be worth to it. cheat it. Yeah, but I it's... but I'm I don't care enough to cheat the system like that. I, I pay my sixty for for PS Plus and I'm happy with it. Yeah, that's all I need. Yeah, it, it's the. The fact that they're not getting first-run stuff on there is just baffling. I mean, I okay, I understand them not wanting to put God of War on there, right? I yeah. get it. That game is going to sell no matter what. But Game Pass, the beauty of Game Pass is not necessarily the big first-party titles. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'd be alive. I'd be lying if I said it wasn't. But it, it's these, like every week, there's mm-hmm. one like Weird West is on Game Pass now. Is that a game I would pay money for? I would totally no. check out Weird West. If but it yeah, were, I mean, it's already Game downloaded. Pass. I'm going to check it out. Yes. I mean, that's what Game Pass is for. Yes, and and the fact that they're not doing that disinterests me. Because I'm always fucking jealous of the shit on Game Pass. I've never looked at PlayStation Now and been, 
guess I could play that game that I played on the PS3 10 years ago again via yeah. streaming. Like, no, I never <laughs> freaking said that. Not once ever. Um, no. And no. I'm being, perhaps I'm being a bit unfair if there's like a Sony rep listening going, we actually give a great deal of value to 750 games if you sign up for the elite tier. Yeah, like, I know, I know. But all, and so for someone who has never purchased or has not been part of the PlayStation ecosystem, it's a great deal. For okay. me... Uh, no. You've been playing Sony games for yeah, I've decades. Yeah, or- I've already played all those games, and right now I'm playing Elden Ring. Oh, it's not on there? Well, no shit. Like, like no, I don't need any of that. I already have all the shit that I want to play, and it would be nice to, you know, have Game Pass where, like, Tunic. You know, oh, shit, yeah. I, this... I, I have Tunic downloaded. That's a game that I know will piss me off and I won't finish, but it's there. Yeah, like this. But for me, I would, I'd be really fucking hyped to check out Tunic. I would yeah. love to check out Tunic if it were to launch on PlayStation Plus for free. Like, absolutely, I would dig into that. But that's not what Sony are advertising. No, that's not what it's for. All and it is, I, have this, all it I don't know if it's rebrand. true or not. I, I, I hope that just by me downloading it, these studios get something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, I, I don't know if they paid a lump sum or if they paid by download or what. I think, it, like, okay. I think it depends on the deal. But in cases like that, at least with PlayStation Plus, I always download when I support the game. Yeah. Just to, like, give a flag, yes, you got this download off it. So if it is one of those deals, they'll get, like, you know, the 50 cents or whatever they were going to get. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Headlines. In entertainment news, Natasha Lyonne and Russian Doll returns to Netflix on April 20th. Hyped. There you go. Totally check that out. Uh, Severance has been greenlit for season two, Alex, if you're listening. Uh, this is a real thing. Chris Pratt is vo- voicing Garfield in an upcoming animated film. <sighs> On the one hand, yes. But I feel like that's just our reaction. The reason he's getting all this work is because when you hear his voice in a cartoon, it doesn't offend. And the kids like it. And that's all that yeah. matters. So it's like when we were kids and we heard Bill Murray voicing Garfield. Bill Murray? Yeah, Bill Murray voicing Garfield. We had to ask, We might have had to ask our parents who the fuck that guy is. And they would explain that it's this comedy guy from, you know, from Parks and Rec 10 years ago, Bill Murray. <laughs> That's the experience the kids will have with See, this. I just, I just looked up Chris Pratt and I came across the, the untitled Mario film cast. Mm-hmm. And it just made me mad again because it's like, Chris Pratt, Mario, Charles Martinet is in the cast playing somebody else. Well, yeah, but they're giving him, they're giving him the tip of the hat that he is yes. Mario. That's why he's there. Not that, but, but it's not like you go to Charles Martinet for a nuanced performance. Like maybe oh, he God, could do no, that. No, he, do, but he that's has not one shtick. Yeah, that's not what he's yes, done yeah. with Mario. Yep. He does the cartoon. Yep. I eat the spaghetti. I am a stereotype. Key is Toad. Uh, but uh, yeah, Keegan Mikey Key is Toad. But Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. I really like that. <laughs> I love it. See, the the problem is, is that. This very small part of me is like, yeah, I should probably see that. Uh, when that's on Netflix, I'll check it out, totally. Yeah, I'm not going to pay actual money and to see that. I say that, but like the Ratchet and Clank movie was on Netflix. I never watched that shit. Well, but that was terrible from what I understand. Yeah, exactly. And it didn't look as good as the last game, even. So <laughs> if, if reviews tell me this isn't terrible, which is possible, it's possible. If reviews say it's not terrible, I'll totally check it out. That is, at the very least, a cool voice cast. Except for the Chris Pratt as Mario. Seth, I mean, how stoned is Seth Rogen going to be as Donkey Kong? Seth, Donkey Kong and Funky Kong could be there at the same time. Seth Rogen is apparently stoned 24-7. <laughs> he's just got it built in somehow. No, by, by his own admission, like he's just always smoking. 
100%. He's, got a, he's got a patch on his arm. It's a nicotine patch, but it's full of weed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there is a product that would do that. Uh, apparently, Jared Leto would remain in character and use crutches to get to the bathroom on the set of Morbius, and eventually agreed to permit the film's crew to push him there in a wheelchair to lessen the impact on production time. What a giver. Oh, God. Just And just out of curiosity now, I am checking out the Rotten Tomato score on I'm, Morbius. I'm going to say eight. Uh, no, 17. Ooh. Well, shut me up. Yeah, there you go. Double yours. Yeah. I'll still check it out, but I'm expecting a movie on par with Venom. Two. Which is fucking... <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Like, I can't believe how bad Sony is face-planting on this. Why? You know, it feels like it feels like a bunch of studio interference. Maybe. Was this one that was supposed to come out pre-pandemic and got delayed and has been tickered with for two years? I don't know. Like Top Gun? <laughs> Alex could tell us, but I couldn't. Anyway, in Overwatch news, Activision Blizzard announced today that 1,100 of their quality assurance testers would be converted from contract to full-time and bumped up to at least $20 an hour. That sounds good, but... No, no, it's, it is good. It is good. And, uh, and unfortunately, I understand the next thing. The Raven yeah. QA testers who are unionizing are not included in this due to, quote, due to our legal obligations under the National Labor Relations Act. <laughs> now, on the one hand, I, un I appreciate that that sounds like a cop-out. And um, especially after, you know, like, yeah, the law said we had to hire a woman and we didn't do it in the last five years. We, we couldn't find anyone. No one wanted to work for us. Like, like so, like, wow, it's kind of convenient which laws you decide to honor, Blizzard. On the one hand, that's kind of your knee-jerk, my knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. But if you understand union negotiations, part of it is, like, it's written into the law that you can't change anything that, without. Without, like, uh, while that's under negotiation. Like, you are not allowed to because um, if... I think the the notion of the law is they could, um, for example, lower wages just to show you how much we shouldn't be fucked with or shit like that. Mm. They they could do it punitively. They could use it to influence uh, their employees. Uh, one good thing I saw is uh, there's apparently a law looking to be passed that will ban um, bringing your employees in and showing them anti-union propaganda and like forcing oh. them to do it on company time. Um, That's good. Yeah. Uh, unrelated to Blizzard. <clears throat> About 80 to 115 Blizzard employees walked out this week in protest of the company removing its vaccine mandate. I think they said they did it to bring themselves in line with other surrounding companies. I, but it's like... Now, I've worked for the federal think. government, and recently we were requiring it, and we were requiring proof of, uh, proof of vaccination status. Um... And those who would not provide the proof, I think, were just placed on leave. Okay. But now, apparently, that's being lifted, and those employees who were... Con like, that's the impression I get, is that even the federal government of Canada is now lifting it. And on the one hand, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, any way you can get people vaccinated, fucking get them vaccinated... Um, it saves lives. It lessens the burden on our healthcare system, which saves additional lives. There's a lot of good reasons to get vaccinated. I won't belabor them here. Yeah, um, but but we as a species have kind of given up on this. We're like, ah, you know what? Fuck it. And yeah, that's bullshit. But um, yeah, it is. But should what's happened. should my employer be able to tell me to go get a shot? I mean, 
That's a weird line. Um, yeah, like from that angle. Now, I feel like the federal government can require me to go get the zombie vaccine because we can't have zombies. Like, I agree with that. And if the federal government decides that, look, COVID is not going away, uh, people who never got vaccinated are getting too sick, ending up in hospitals, clogging up our hospitals. We can't afford to just double our hospital capacity. Therefore, in order to be a Canadian citizen, you got to go get your thing. Gotta go get your jab. That's it. At that point, just put it in the water. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Imagine like, the conspiracy theorists on that one, though. There, there, there are people we elect to govern our or to see to our general uh, welfare and well-being. And those people, we have given the right to do that. No one ever gave your employer the right to say you have to get this medical procedure performed. Right? True, but how is this different than any other vaccine? It's not. Like it's a measles. good thing. It is just a good That's thing. That's what I'm saying. Period. Nobody complains about the measles. Yes, no, but but should your employer um, get to make that decision? Yeah, and on the one hand, like you could sign a contract that says like uh, all like by signing this, well, I'm sort of like and you don't work here unless you can put that in the initial contract, but you can yeah. change the contract later. In the states, I can see them a large employer coming at you saying, "Listen." We subsidize your health care for better or ill. Yeah. You get the shot to save us money on health care. Okay, I think workers in have Canada, a lot. In Canada, it's different. In, in, in the States, Canada, or in the U.S., Canada, workers have a lot less rights than they do in Canada, period. Well, so, we don't have any rights. Yeah, so there, I'm sure there, any company could literally do whatever the fuck it wants, and if they can't right now, they can get Congress to pass a law which will permit it. <laughs> I think we've talked enough about COVID. That's enough. Video, yep. video games, or at least shitty video game companies. Shitty game, yeah. Blizzard quietly removed a Z from some of Zarya's skins as the Z symbol has recently been co-opted by pro-war sentiment among Russians. It's probably a good move. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, this, this bullshit anniversary event is actually going to replace this current event and the next two events. So we get no new skins this event. In six weeks or whatever, or two months, we get no new skins again. And then six weeks after that, when we would generally have the Summer Games event, we can look forward to no new skins. <laughs> uh, Chance, I think your game is dead. There's no new highlight intros. And I appreciate that maybe they need those skin makers and highlight intro animators for Overwatch yeah. 2. I appreciate that. Unless Overwatch 2 is coming out this year. <laughs> this and, is not looking good. And given that they're doing... The closed beta, uh, right around the end of this month, and given when the closed beta occurred for Overwatch and the release of the original Overwatch, that would actually put the release of Overwatch two just before the Halloween event. But it's the wrong time to start killing the hype on the on the old game. What? Like, for example, and, and, and the fighting games oh. are not a perfect example of this, but as an example, Capcom did something very smart. They announced that, yes, we are making Street Fighter VI. Here is Swole Ryu and his Hot Guy Ryu, you know, yes. new thing. This exists. But here's one more patch for Street Fighter V. Mm -hmm. So in the same breath, they're like, we're making a new thing, but the old thing is still here. Here's a balance patch. Look, as an Overwatch player much as I'm pissed off about it, 
I'm going to get all six of these white variant skins. <laughs> and next event, I'll do the same thing. And I'll just be mad that uh, there's no that you're animations. Doing... Yeah. <laughs> but every every weekend when my brother texts the letter K, I will text back going for cigarette. Mm. And then we'll play some Overwatch. Um, <laughs> now, like, we stole every weekend. We're, we're playing Overwatch. Like, I, I talk about Elden Ring. We're playing Overwatch. In fact, I got a somber play of the game this week. Nice. Yeah, uh, and I had a match where I came out, it was a King of the Hill match, and I came out on Tracer the first round, and they came out with Symmetra. And usually when it's a well-played and well-supported Symmetra, I'm going to have to switch off Tracer. Um, but I just obliterated this sim. I just obliter- And I went, I didn't die the entire first round. I just beat the crap out of them. And one of their supports switched to uh, Brig. And I beat the crap out of the brig, stuck her with my pulse bomb, and then I emoted, ooh, scary, and blinked away. <laughs> and then they came out with a full team of tracer counters. So I switched off, and I don't remember what I switched to. They won the second round. In the third round, I switched to Sombra. And we won, and I got play the game on Sombra. Nice. So it was, it was, a, oh, oh, it was one of those, makes you, makes you feel like a winner. Actual player, like yeah. you know what you're doing. Yeah. I can I can certainly beat these these, <laughs> these gold slash silver quality players on uh, on PlayStation. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I can do it. I'm a man. <laughs> okay. In Elden Ring news, a new patch makes Bok the Seamster easier to find, and it absolutely allowed me to meet him finally. Um, in previous games, you would go into a hidden secret area that you'd really have to be. Like, you'd have to be walking around the rafters to find it. And you'd walk out onto a little terrace, and you'd look out over this vista, and you'd see that there's an item over here. You'd pick up the item, and then you'd turn around and you'd walk away, and you'd never notice that there was a character standing silently in the corner. But if you were to go and talk to that character, they would say some shit, and then they would appear later in the game. Nothing related to what they had previously said. And so the internet collectively would figure it out. In Elden Ring... You'll be riding your horse along the ground and hear, Hello? Is anyone up there? Someone perhaps willing to be of service to the great Kenneth Height? And, like, they will call you over there. And they, and Kenneth Height will say, My castle is south of us. Uh, go clear it out. There's a bunch of assholes there. And come back to me. And if you talk to him again, he'll go, What, you haven't cleared up my castle? And you talk to him again, he'll go with the castle. Like, th- like they will call to you in Elden Ring. It is, yeah. it is a huge difference. People can complain all they want. It's a huge that's much more invitational to the quests than previous games were. But Bach, I never found on my first playthrough. On my second playthrough, I think, uh, no, it might have been more recently, I was just running around the starting area, and I saw an item in a field, and I'm like, I don't think that's ever been here before. And I ran out to the field, and I could hear someone talking, asking me to identify them. And I would walk this way and that way, and I couldn't see fucking anyone. But I noticed that this bush looks a little weird, so I roll into the bush, and the bush is this little monkey man. He's called a demi-human. Mm. This little monkey man who doesn't understand why you just rolled into him. Oh, right, sorry. I was enchanted to look like a bush, uh, and you just just breaking the spell. I really appreciate it. And then he starts kind of weeping about having to go back there, and they're all said they're all they're all monsters that will just kill me. Oh, what am I gonna do? And then there's nothing else to say to him. Like, you can't talk to him anymore, so you just walk away. 
later on, if you go down to the beach on the eastern, western, pardon me, western coast of Lemuria, you'll find a cave. This cave will lead you to an island further off the west coast uh, where you can actually get dragon powers at the Church of Dragon Communion once you start slaying dragons, of course, and getting their yeah. hearts. Well, I mean, but now, as you do. <laughs> now that I've talked to Bok... I walk into uh, I walk into that cave to start it, and Bach is there, and someone's beating the shit out of him, <laughs> and he's laying there dying and resigned to death. But if you go further, if you go through the the dungeon, and at the end of it, uh, there's a couple of uh, demi-human chiefs that you have to kill. The reward for that is the is the seamstress needle or the sewing needle, and with that, you can make minor modifications to some armor sets. It's usually like take off the cape or not. That's pretty much it. Um, but if you and it costs five hundred runes to do that every time. But if you bring it back to Bach, he will decide to live, and he won't just die there. <laughs> and I met Bach. Uh, this is the first time it's ever happened. Is in my current playthrough. Is I met Bach at this grace further up after rescuing, him, after finding him in the field, uh, taking him or helping him out in the cave, giving him the needle. I found him up in Lemuria, and he's all set up to edit my gear to alter my gear for me. And when Bach does it, I don't have to pay 500 runes. He's just happy to help his lord. And so I don't know where this quest is going. Most quests end uh, in absolute heartbreak. Oh, God, I did the Raya quest this week. Uh, Someone's going to eat Bach. You're going to go back <clears> there. He's going to be pretty gone. The Raya quest. His hat is going to be sitting there on the ground. <laughs> usually in Elden Ring, that is how it works. But, and speaking of quests that you don't want to lose, listener. Um,. In Weeping Isles, south of Lemuria, you'll find the castle, and you'll find um, the girl, the blind girl, who wants you to deliver a letter to her father. If you go to the castle, beat the boss, talk to the father, the father will go and uh, find the body of his child murdered by the roadside. Oh, uh. <laughs> now, this is important. You w What you want to do right now is, after talking to the father, kill him. Okay. And pick up a Shabriri grape. Mm. You gotta reload the area, then go back to where you killed him and pick up the Shabriri grape. Now, the reason you want to do this is because a after you beat the first major boss in Stormville Castle and venture out and see that incredible vista of uh, Lemuria of the Lakes, you go up to the nearest site of Grace, and there is a young blind girl there. Who, if you notice, sounds exactly like the blind girl who died down in Weeping Isles. Exact same voice, and also tells you the exact same line, my eyes have been weak since birth. Mm. And begs you, if you could, could you give her a Shabriri grape? Okay. A Shabriri grape is an eye. It's a human it's eye. It's an eye. It's a human eye. That's that the, the, the worshippers of Shabriri usually tear from their sockets. Shabriri, <laughs> again, is the original madman. Uh, disciple of the Frenzy Flame. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Sounds... Now... She calls herself Hayetta. Now, if you want to finish Hayetta's quest, listener, kill Edgar when he finds his daughter's body, because there's a bug where the phantom Edgar won't invade you and you won't be able to get his grape. And without that grape, you can't finish the quest, and if you don't finish the quest, you can't get the seal of the frenzied flame from Hayetta. So, listener, kill Edgar in Weeping Isles. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about quests. Okay, so there's this girl out in the Lemuria of the Lakes, and she's all, like, bent over, and she's this really, really bad posture, but she speaks very politely. And mm -hmm. there's a knave who's stolen my necklace, and could you please get it back? 
And if you go and talk to the guy who stole her, her necklace, you can't fight him and kill him if you want. You can just talk to him and buy it for a thousand ruins. And then she'll tell you that she really likes you and she likes how willing you are to kill your own kind. Uh, mm. So I extend you an invitation to Volcano Manor. Now, if you do this, she will warp you past some of the roughest shit in the game. To get up, okay. the, like, there's like a death mountain in this game. And to get up the mountain mm. sucks. Along the way, you're going to run into the, the full-grown falling star beast. And you are nowhere near leveled up enough to kill that thing when you're in that region. Uh, the solution is just to walk past it. You can. You can just walk past just the run. fight and not yeah. do it. And still get to Volcano Manor. But if you talk to her in the lakes and then talk to her um, at a place called... Or just kind of west a little, a little southwest of the Erdtree Grazing Hill site of Graze. Just at the beginning of that area, she will teleport you right up the mountain. Right. Right, right up to where the map of the area is... <laughs> it's like knowledge of the game is just wonderful oh and her quest she eventually for me she discovers the uh she discovers the secret of her birth which basically drives her mad and she's always called you very kind and very uncompromising and so would you please i'm begging you do me this kindness and kill me and the, and can you at that point absolutely Okay. And you'll you'll you know you'll get the item she drops if you want. The only thing you can do for her to help her live is to walk out of the room and then go kill the boss of Volcano Manor. I think. No, no, you have to kill a different boss. You have to kill a different boss and get a different thing. <laughs> and then this would drive me insane. You, None of this you, you is actually like you gotta look that in the game. You gotta, no, you got no. Yeah, it is. It, it is. Yeah. But you but you, you gotta look it up. No, no that's that's, that's a part bug, of not a feature. No, for some people, <laughs> uh, watching, having the community discuss among themselves tips sorting it out uh sharing sharing shit like i just did about edgar and you gotta kill him there or else you might not get him yeah um that's part of that's really a cool part of when uh from software game launches that initial week or two yeah yes oh no it's been like a month and there's still shit there's still shit people are finding it's wonderful it's really cool and they're patching it to add whole quests there's a whole quest with a little jar boy now and he wants for you to become potentate of the jar people and uh yeah i'm not entirely sure where this is coming i'm looking forward to it i gotta go talk to alexander the iron fist the the big jar guy okay headlines the potentate of the jar people (laughs) a streamer managed to beat elden ring as a pacifist that is only using summons or abilities that do zero damage to enemies i don't know how do you kill enemies if you're doing zero damage uh you just run past them you don't kill them Hmm. all right um, and you know people have beaten the game at zero but that means like he beat the final boss with just summons and I, w- I watched some of the stream he was specking heavily into heals so all he would do is like run around and try to heal his summons and buff his summons and he, he fucking did it jeez it's incredible right. Right. Uh, Elden Ring has remained Steam's top seller for the last six weeks in a row that's crazy so yeah if I were to buy from software their next release would still come out on PC yeah Rogue Legacy 2 is out April 28th on PC, Series X and S, and Xbox One. They changed the art style on that, though, didn't they? I think it still looks good. In fact, I think it looks like... I think it looks really good. I watched the trailer today. I'm trying to remember. Well, yeah. Well, oh, wow, 94? Well, no, that's not... There's no way. No, no, that 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 was a Google no. thing. That's not it. Okay. Oh, Okay. Yeah, they did, but this looks pretty good. Rogue Legacy, the only rogue thing Chamberlain ever finished. That's barely a roguelike. Well, it's a roguelite. Yeah. 
uh, Remedy announced. This is the biggest week, news of the week for me. It is. Re- this is honestly really cool. Remedy announced this week they have entered into an agreement with Rockstar to develop remakes of Max Payne 1 and 2 for PS5, Series X, and PC using their own internal engine. The game's budget will be paid for by Rockstar and is currently in the concept development stage. Sweet. I know, but like, I worry that maybe their engine is not the way to go for this. Um, not only that, but they've already announced like six fucking projects. When is this getting done? Who's working on this? Um. Well, no time soon, probably. I mean, they're they're just in the uh, in the concept, literally in the, the fact finding stage. Yeah. Yeah, but with all that other shit they've already announced. Like, we're going to be, like, the tail end of this generation at least before this comes out, which makes me sad to see this announcement. Because like you know that the generations are... That no generation, again, will last as long as the 360 PlayStation 3 generation. That was such an aberration. Well, we'll see. We'll see if, like, uh, Superconductor production picks That's up true. anytime soon. Uh, Ubisoft announced that Ghost Recon Breakpoint NFTs are all sold out, and those that who purchased, quote, own a piece of the game and have left your mark in its history. So, speaking of NFT news, I saw this on Checkpoint. Okay. In case anybody doesn't watch Checkpoint, there's a there's an F1 racing game. Those sung NFTs, and one of them was literally a hundred thousand dollars for a blinged out F1 racer, okay. and somebody bought it, oh right? And there's like an NFT marketplace where there are these things going back and forth, but for, for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, this team lost the F1 license, so the game is gone now. <laughs> and all that money is just, it's just gone. It's no. just No, it's gone. become as valuable as, as NFTs and cryptos always were, which is as yes. valuable as whatever the next person is willing to pay for it. Yep. So I just what, I thought, I thought that uh, was some swift, some sweet justice there. Yeah, so. any any NFT like if you're gonna argue an NFT, tying it to a game is insane. Yeah, it's just insane. Like they'll eventually those servers go offline. Period. Mm-hmm. You can't name one uh, except for like World of Warcraft. That's been around for twenty years, I think. Or it feels like. Oh God. Yeah. World right. of Warcraft is the only example I can think of. Anyway. And even that's been losing the Final Fantasy lately. Yeah, like a lot. Uh, Crystal Dynamics is now developing the next Tomb Raider game using Unreal Engine 6. Well, maybe we'll keep it, maybe that'll have it come out, come out sooner than later, because it should be hopefully faster yeah. on that. I just wanted to do, like... You, you played the first of the new Tomb Raiders, right? I played the first two. I, I loved the first one. I really liked the second one. I always enjoyed the platforming of them. But yeah. the third one was just too little too late. After was it after the Last of Us two? I played it after the Last of Us two. The second one or the third one? The third one. It, it came so out. It was, came out before the Last of Us. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, yeah. right? Was the it third came one? out before yeah. the Last of Us two. I played it after the Last of Us two. I don't think okay. I, I don't think I played it until it was on sale, like in the last year, and I decided to check it out, and I was like, nah. Yeah. That's the one where Lara literally triggers the end of the world, and he's bad know. enough to save us all. No, this <laughs> like the story was so dumb. I played. I played up until that point, and I was like, oh, "Okay, this is." No. Uh, Drinkbox's "Nobody Saves the World" is coming to PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, and the Switch on April fourteenth. I tried that. I couldn't get into it. I looked at reviews and couldn't either. And I love yeah. Drinkbox. Like Drinkbox gave mm-hmm. us Guacamelee, man. And, yeah, I know. And That's why I tried it. Sundered. Drinkbox has made some really good shit, and you know maybe this is really good, but nothing I've seen of it made me want to play it. 
Oh, this is actually big news for some people. Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman are making a new game, Return to Monkey Island. It's a classic. I never played it, but it's a classic. You never liked that game? No. The adventures like that? No, I never. Oh, really? I never... I never played all of those. Like I Monkey played a Island ton of those. I didn't. Space Quest. Space Quest know. was amazing. And I, just, I never got into those kind of point and click adventure games on PC. And beating those games was usually a process of looking it up on the internet too. Back in like oh the, yeah, back in the fucking nineties, because it was always so esoteric. Like the only one I got through easily uh, and loved for it was um, uh, Quest for Glory. I loved Quest for Glory. You ever check that yeah. one out? It was, I've seen them. I've never played any of them. Quest for Glory was a combination of point-and-click adventure and just an RPG, where uh, like you like find gear and level up. And I, I always loved playing as a thief and uh, building up your. Uh, <laughs> but it was so stupid. Like you leveled up shit by doing it. So you would pick up a hundred rocks, and <laughs> and do a thing that like held down the space bar or something and walk away. And your character would throw 100 rocks. But if you use up all your stamina, you'll start using hit points and you can come back to a dead character. So be careful. <laughs> I love those games. They're great. I think I gave one of the Monkey Islands a try at some point in time and was just not. Yeah. Like I played. Um, not for me. Full Throttle. I played Full Throttle way too long after it came out. That was LucasArts, though, right? Yeah, but so was yeah, Monkey same, Island. Same genre. That, that one in the, what's the one with death where you're playing a skeleton? Uh, yeah, it's Tim Schafer. Grim Fandango. Yep, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yep, yeah. yep. Both, I have not played that one. Bo- yeah, but both of those got, re- got re-releases on PS4 and Xbox One generation. Yeah, yeah, they're they're floating around yeah, now. Yeah, so they can all, like, listener, if you want to check those out, go to your local video game console. They're probably Online on store, yes. Yeah. They're still there. That's all we got. I, um, I'm really hyped to go and just keep playing the same fucking character in Elden Ring. <laughs> but no, this is... Doing like, service for the community. But, helping people but, with Yeah, things. like I've literally never engaged in the multiplayer in a From game before. Ever. Like if they if they forced you to do it once, I would do it that one time. Like there's a boss fight in, um, I want to say Bloodborne, where you become... You have to? Well, you have to... Well, if you're not connected to the internet, it'll fire an AI enemy at you, and if you are connected to the internet, other players can volunteer to be that boss. Mm. Yeah, and I've killed I've killed other players doing it, but I've never wanted to be the boss. And I, I hate... When I first started playing... The reason I created the new character was I was playing through the game again on my 220 and trying the multiplayer, but I was constantly getting summoned for PvP against, you know, people who took a level 220 character and designed it specifically to kill other ki- characters or other yeah, players. Yeah, built a PvP thing. Yes, and yeah. that's not what I am. I'm here to help you defeat the challenge of the game. And so I fucking hated it, and that's why I made the new character. And I've fought, so I've lot, interact. I've fought a lot fewer uh, red phantoms when I uh, loaded the low character. Yeah. But I've, I found Smurfs. I found other characters, Milo, or enemies my level running around with shit that you get at the end of the game. Oh, doing that same trading stuff you're talking about with your, you, yeah. 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 But they're, yeah, they're using like, like super armor that you get from like the final boss or some shit. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to win that bad. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Don't go for it. I suppose. Go, go ahead and teabag my corpse, but you're not impressing anyone. <laughs> I definitely think less of you now. Yeah. Mr. What's-His-Face, 69. <laughs> yeah. 
in that case, hopefully Alex will be back next week. Be back full force. I believe he will. Should be. See, a, a work slash personal obligation. And by then, uh, he should have finished Severance, and we can finally hash it out. There you go. He can admit to being wrong about the first episode. You can. You can... Alex admitted it, listener. He admitted it. I did. Email. Yeah, he did. In writing. <laughs> see if he does it vocally. There's a, per- admits there's that a permanent I was wrong record about that. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knows. Everyone knows you can look it's it up. possible. You can, you can look it up in the archives. <laughs> uh, in that case, I suppose I'll go kill skeletons. You should. And goblins. I love killing skeletons and goblins. <laughs> they uh, sometimes when you get a headshot in 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 Wonderland, they'll just keep coming at you with the name changes to like like disembodied skeleton or things like that. Name. So they don't quite die. But they'll well because when you hover over an enemy, it gives their names. So he says what they are. Okay. If you get a headshot, sometimes you'll knock the head off, mm-hmm. and the name will change to like injured skeleton, and he'll start just kind of coming at you slower. It's actually pretty funny. In uh, in Elden Ring, you kill a skeleton, and it will and its its bones will shatter apart, and it'll collapse to the ground, and then you walk away, and you don't notice that those bones are glowing, and if you don't hit them again, those bones will reassemble, and it'll be full health, and it's coming for you. So there are skeleton summons, and that aspect can be quite handy for some fights. They basically can't be killed, um, unless the boss does AoEs constantly. But if you have a holy weapon, like a weapon that is uh, holy to begin with, uh, there are certain weapons that you'd think are but aren't, and some weapons that you wouldn't think are that are. When you just kill that skeleton with that weapon, it can never get back up. There's all kinds of little things. Like, there's these little... Uh, they look like sea cucumbers, and they're sitting out there in swamps. And if you get close to them, <laughs> all they'll do is they'll go... And they'll blow poison, poison and s- blow poison mist all over the area. But if you walk up to one of those things with a weapon that's imbued with poison, or a spell that has poison on it, and just go, poof, poison into them, it will overload with poison and detonate in a huge poison explosion, and those things are always grouped together. So you can, like, walk up, hit a guy once, walk away, and destroy a field of these things. Elden Ring is so deep. It's wonderful. Sorry. Sorry. We're done. Right. We're done. It's the game that keeps on giving. It does. <laughs> All right. In that case, Chance, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thank everyone for listening. We will see you in a week. Yeah.